Hello and welcome to another episode of Fajitas Tonight with me, Morgana. And me, Elle. And tonight we've got something very special, haven't we, Elle? It's Galentine's! It's Galentine's! We're having a Galentine's podcast special. Wait, I think Galentine's is actually on the 13th, but we're celebrating oh, yeah. it on Valentine's. Okay, well, that's it's, okay. It's Valentine's. T- to be fair, I think with a lot of people now, Galentine's has replaced Valentine's. I mean, yeah, I have a boyfriend and I told him that I was busy tonight. <laughs> and you swap nights! <laughs> yeah, also, so. something I heard the other day, Palentine's. Yeah, I heard that. They talked about that on a high-low this week. Oh, have they? I think I still prefer Galentine's, sorry. Same. I think, even though I get it, I think it's like a gender-neutral term. I To me, I kind of, I read it as like meninism. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't have Galentine's, so we must have equal Palentine's. And I don't know if that makes me like bad, but I just think it's a bit... Yeah, because Galentine's was three like words. the celebration of like women being together and female friendship. Mm, so mm. exciting. I love Galentine's. I know. When did that I become a thing? Excited. I feel like... Um, okay, well, I've watched Parks and Recreation, and I think it was from that. The character what? Leslie Nope, she's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to create a Galentine's party. And then I think that's what started it. But, but when I'm did it get big? Sure. When did we start celebrating I it? reckon in the last, like, three years, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I always did a sort of Galentine's, but it didn't have the name. Like, in 2013, I remember, because I think mm. Pitch Perfect had just come out, mm. me and my friend Karis um, spent valentine's together i cooked us like pizzas and we had dough balls oh my god you're literally describing like most of my valentine's yeah. experience it would always be like let's go to pizza express or like i don't know let's celebrate yeah. Galentine's yeah without just the have name. a meal in yeah exactly yeah so they've just put a name to it which i love i love the name exactly the tag is the best thing about it yeah you can legitimize it as a thing exactly it's not just like oh i'm hanging out with my friends because i don't have a boyfriend it's it's galentine's i know we should probably describe our upcoming evening which is like <laughs> we've called it galentine's evening so it's um nighting with the housemates watching a film eating some really good food so it's basically what we do every day <laughs> but yeah. we're just calling it galentine's oh and we should describe we're not having fajitas tonight everyone calm down I know, There's calm no down. We are not committed to the brand today. But we do have something so exciting on the menu. Children's food. Children's <laughs> food, taste of nostalgia. Elle, do you want to talk them through our menu? So Morgana is cooking me tonight. Zine <laughs> of 2006. It was actually really difficult. I don't know. I might need your help in the kitchen, Elle. I it's, think you're going to really struggle. Meal you for need that to pull to come together. Off, it's going to be really embarrassing. Mm. It is vegan fish fingers which are delicious and taste the same as the yeah. fish fingers um, we're going to do fish finger sandwiches and smileys <laughs> potato, potato smileys, smileys. <laughs> I'm so excited which Morgana actually sent our other housemate to go and get because oh, I tried to get them but the shop I went to didn't have them so I was being she happened to be in the shop I was being a diva and I demanded McCain is it McCain? I don't actually know. I well, hope she's got the right ones. The I haven't Aldi looked. The brown ones are not good. No, no, she went to Sainsbury's. She did, she did. Yeah, I was being a diva and I would not accept them. I was like, we need the proper ones that I cook know. properly. Oh, so I'm really excited. excited for that one. Just panicked that we didn't have ketchup, but I'm going to steal Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sure we've got ketchup. Yeah, we can Shout steal out someone Ellie. else's. I'm stealing your ketchup. And we need mayo to line the sandwich, so. Yeah, I've got loads of All of the condiments. Yes, yes, yes. Very exciting. Yeah, so oh. that's... Our dinner. We all gonna watch Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Yeah. Heard really good things about that. It's been, I think it's been a bit too long. It's been a bit We've delayed. Ages, yeah. yeah. But I've heard good things. That's because we we plan to watch it as a whole seven girl house, and every time we're like, oh, let's watch it, someone's not here, and they're like, you can't watch it with that. That was literally you. We'd be like, you can't watch it. I'm going. <laughs> well, it home. was. It was my suggestion. <laughs> I still stand by that. All right, Queen. Well. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, well, G, we're watching it without you tonight. Yeah, sorry, G. <laughs> oh, but that segues in quite nicely to what it is we're going to be discussing in our Galentine special. Galentine special, special subject. Exactly. I think a lot of what we know about romance in the modern age is kind of filtered to us through, like, TV and film mm-hmm. and the media. And me and Elle kind of wanted to discuss whether those are positive tropes or sometimes more toxic relationships that we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like there are some recurring patterns in films like for example I always think this like with the like with what happens in Vegas for example when they hate each other at first and then they can't stand each other and by the end they're suddenly in love I mean correct me if I'm wrong but if when you meet someone you hate them I don't know you don't don't, normally end up loving them yeah I just haven't really found this fine line leap of love and hate I genuinely think like you get along with the person yeah, and I like when you first meet them. Don't, I don't get me know wrong. I'm... Like I, we love what happened in Vegas. We watched it. In yeah, first. I have was that the first time you've seen it, or do we? No, no, no. I've seen we, it many so a time. So me and Morgana in first year. This was like three years ago. Oh, we TV. watched The Cool with Halle Berry. In oh, it, stop it! You which scared is me so much. Absolutely terrifying. So after it, to compensate, we had to put <laughs> <laughs> on to Vegas. Um, but yeah, I do like that film. But I do agree that sometimes, like, it could be encouraging or not encouraging, but not discouraging mm. like relationships that aren't healthy but are displayed as passionate yeah I'm saying that with, like, exactly fake well it's definitely shots. not the only one lots of films do that and i think lots of them as well it's all like they have all the courtship and all the trying to get into the relationship for the majority of the film and then at the very end they get together and then you just you don't see the relationship yeah so all you see is the trying to get the relationship and then i think that kind of leads into a mentality of like thrill of the chase is that why people can't sustain relationships now or ever really like because Mm. they don't know what it actually takes to work at a relationship they expect that it's going to be on that high of when you first meet and it's all exciting yeah rather rather than like you know like audrey always says on the receipts podcast Mm. like marriage is work you choose who you love you've got to work exactly and that part is never shown and i think i think that is true i think this definitely contributes but it also just like ties in with the trend of us millennials or generation z whatever we are like we being want? a I think we're on the boundary yeah I don't know what I don't know are. I kind of claim both but like <laughs> um like us being um like a disposable culture you know like swipe right like if if it's not perfect get rid of it yeah like with clothes or relationships or whatever at Ellie and- Classen's on Tinder <laughs> <laughs> if he's not perfect get rid of it uh, not an indirect that was a total direct <laughs> We're gonna find her now <laughs> because we've got such a huge listening base. Obviously, well, we, actually, the first episode has sixty <laughs> listens. Does it? Yeah, and we haven't advertised it yet. Oh my so god! I'm and across the world, Whoa. got a listener in NZ. You know? Did we? we oh did. yeah, Lottie. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Lottie. <laughs> Thanks, gal. Um, but yeah, no. So I do think those are like two toxic trends that do kind of work together mm-hmm. in that way, and would also have the like. So people would have the thrill of the chase and that's what they'd be into. But when a relationship actually gets difficult, it gets rocky. Like, because we're not really shown that in media so no. much. Although, I don't know, television series, like long sitcoms, long running sitcoms. That's true. But that, but lots of arguments. But then I still don't know if Ross and Rachel are a healthy model for us to base but things also on. You don't, I don't think you necessarily look to TV shows as much as like, if we're like, we're having a girls' night, we're not going to stick on a tv show we're going to stick on a rom-com movie Mm. and then that's maybe where we get fed most of our ideas about relationships or like finding the one Mm. the one is there a one oh do you believe in soulmates (laughs) i am not gonna lie i think that there are a lot of people that you can get on with Mm. um and 
yeah, I think I agree with Audrey from Receipts that you, cho- <laughs> you choose to love. As in, like, you might have a great connection with someone, but you've got to work at a relationship. It's not going to be always it's about compromise. Easy. Yeah, and I think you could probably find a one anywhere if you're. I think some, <laughs> someone could be the right one for the right time. Or yes, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I think it's right place, right time thing. Yeah, definitely. But it's. I think it's nice to believe that there is... No, I think it's good if you're with someone and you believe that you're going to save them forever. That's lovely. Mm. But I think it's worrying for others who might think, oh, I've met someone, but they're not the one. Well, yes, there is no one. exactly. And that's you another choose. way that films and and things could be yeah. like feeding this narrative. And people who are like... Of someone who's perfect. Yeah, and people who feel like they need to find the one. Yeah. Like if they're single and they're worrying, oh, no, I haven't found... Well, you're not. And it's like, what defines the one? Is it like oh, we get on really well, but they just have this interest that's different to me. And it's kind of like, well, that's kind of healthy, actually. Yeah. Or like, we get on really well, but he's not the type of person who I usually go for. It's like, those should definitely not be barriers. I think, I know we're... Run with the getting along well. We're putting a lot of emphasis on, like, films being the main, like, contribution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for me my oh god if my parents are listening this is embarrassing but <laughs> dan and mum so my stepdad and my mum have a really great relationship and they have so many different interests they're not similar mm. in the slightest yeah. like dan doesn't really drink my mum's a lover of wine oh, as we know i love her she, um, she loves going out with her friends dan's always like the driver like he's really into sports she's not they are so different on paper but they share like the same outlook on life and the same values i think that's 100 percent what it's about so well. yeah yeah that's why and they have fun together yeah absolutely i think it is all to do with like when your life goals align mm. i think that's what it is like if you're a couple who both want to travel if you're a couple who both want to have children i think those are yeah. bigger factors than like oh, do we I both just... like the yeah same are you a reader or yeah like i like comedies you mm. like tragedies <laughs> i might just <laughs> all right english i know student. god it came out there what's the other term horror <laughs> that's a film term <laughs> um i might just be saying that though because me and ben are really different i don't think so you've got the same personality <laughs> type we're both oh yeah we do you Weird. do see that's what i mean you approach life <coughs> similarly even Very though you've smart. got different interests and i think that's what makes a compatible couple yeah well thanks for that confirmation be. i am just the third wheel <laughs> in that relationship to be honest well, not gonna complain I quite like um yeah so i think that leads us in nicely with a general discussion about um films so the next segment will be about our three favorite oh i'm so excited and why we love them and the three that we don't like and why we don't like them <laughs> So, Morgana, would you like to introduce your first favourite rom-com for Ooh, Valentine's Day yes, special? Yes, I shall. And I should just um, say that me and Elle haven't actually told each other our suggestions, so I'm really excited I'm, to hear. Yeah. We're going to have a proper discussion. Okay, so um, I have selected, because I am a ginormous fan of his, Richard Curtis's About Time. Oh, no, that's my one! No, you're joking! <laughs> oh, Look, my God! <laughs> well okay that's gonna be a shorter discussion well. i know okay well good we can, can share can in the love one. no 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 i well, have two to go between for the same sort of theme okay we can so do okay, that we'll but do let's just have a discussion first. right now about oh my god well this just proves that it literally is the best film it's ever so good. i am the biggest richard curtis fan in the world i just think he has the best outlook on life and like if you listen to oh um this is another a recommendation the podcast is it the ways to change the world yeah. podcast yeah yeah um richard curtis was on, was on it and i just think his whole outlook on life is like 
the news just reports all these really bad things but every day there is so much love and I was torn between doing About Time and Love Actually which I think is okay. one of my favourite films of all time because I just think he says when you go to an airport you don't see all this hate and sadness all you see is love and I was just like that is so true <laughs> oh, I know literally I. what a good man and he set up comic relief god what a gem oh my god and also listening to his wife Emma Emma Freud oh her, I love her on um love Jolly stories Olsen's love stories just reinforce like them and then and, fa- and then Scarlett Curtis. Curtis they just a yeah, dream family what a dream family I absolutely adore but him but yeah About Time yeah so Back to About Time is a fantastic film it's starring what's his name um, oh, the ginger dude bugger I don't know he's oh, in Lord. everything Dominic Gleeson I don't want to say Dom- it wrong I think check your facts I think it, okay. this was number one oh no he's great he's ginger and I fancy him but the reason <laughs> I love it is just like I think it's so such British humour yeah and is. it's so heartwarming mm. and the casting is amazing Rachel McAdams is brilliant in everything she does I think um I just leave it leave the film with a smile like because it really just makes you think about life and like why we live life and just enjoying every second Bill Nye in that oh my god oh Be and my Bill god, Nye please. he is just like what's the word a, a checker I don't know I don't what's, know what you're I don't know what why I mean the me? mark of a good film but there's yeah. a word for it but um yeah god what a gem also one thing I really love about about time is this is going to sound stupid because obviously the premise is not realistic but the way that it portrays like everyday life aside yes. from the time traveling mm-hmm. um is really realistic so exactly when it's got Margot Robbie's character and he's mm. always fancied her mm. and he you know nearly goes back with her he goes back mm. home with her ready to like sleep with her when he's got mm, mm, um yeah his girlfriend at home and it's just like that is realistic like it's realistic that you're going to meet other people you're attracted to um but he really but they'll still be still that not, yeah. yeah and i just thought that's realistic it's not saying like it's literally saying what yeah. i just said there's there is not necessarily a one like you're attracted to lots of people exactly but he realizes that he loves rachel mcadams's character more than he exactly. wants to sleep with this really fit margot robbie character but that's just the beauty of richard curtis and emma freud like literally they just celebrate the everyday and in such a British way. I'm such a... I don't know if it makes me a patriot. I just love British humour. Yeah. In films. When I feel most proud of, like, being British. Mm. Well, I never really feel It's when I'm watching like. a Richard it's Curtis when I'm watching, film. Yeah, when I'm watching, like, a that good film That or Gavin like and Stacey. Oh, Welsh. Oh, no. oh, yeah. British. British. But, oh, yeah, but the Welsh's Wales might get annoyed <laughs> if you're trying to claim that you're... <laughs> oh, funny. Although Gavin's from Essex and so are you, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to do your second or do you want to go Well, did one? you want to do a second, like your new first, okay. if you were torn between two? Yeah, so I have we'll About Time written down, but I was stuck between About Time and, similar vein, Love Rosie. <gasps> oh, I yes. was thinking that one. Very good choice, Elle, very good Just choice. Just similar, like it's not a real they're not realistic but they are like she gets pregnant in school and she does what she thinks is the right thing Mm. and um it's just kind of like a missed opportunities along the way of two people that love each other as friends and as more and just shows that you know love might not happen immediately it might take a long time and a lifetime to come together but yeah I just I, yeah it. I think the beauty of both these films is that they don't follow the normal trajectory yeah like they work in a different way and both of them like are, it's unexpected moments because it is paced more like real life yeah it's paced that was over years and years yeah. she's like 30 by the end exactly of and also it's got so she's had her daughter with Greg 
and then yeah, and brings then they up the try, daughter, she's yeah. a single mother, then gets back with him because she thinks it's right, and then it shows like a non-conventional family, or what's more yes. realistic in nowadays, where parents aren't together and there are stepdads involved, etc. And I just thought that's just lovely. Exactly, and I think the casting in that film is excellent. It's like great. I really love Lily Collins and Sam Claflin. Claflin, I've no idea. Yeah, that one. So yeah, anything more to say about those two, or should we? Go no, to... but it's. In- I think we've we're both agreeing so far. I wonder if we'll have like contention further down You're the line. You're gonna absolutely die. Oh, if I tell you my worst. But yeah. Let's okay, go. no, I've gone. I've thrown in a um a contentious. This isn't technically rom com. Is this your second choice? Yeah. Okay. This is rom. Go on. I've gone for, and I've gone for it because I've read an article about it recently. So um, I am an English lit student, it has been said. <laughs> and basically, my whole childhood years were spent re-watching the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I threw this in for a bit of nostalgia. Um, and also because Dolly Alderton, who we have mentioned many a time, um recently at a literary festival last year she said that she thinks he is a toxic influence like yeah as a as a as a character yeah, yeah yeah as a character and she says that he invented negging which is when like a guy doesn't have to be a guy like backhanded compliments a girl so like oh oh my god like you were really funny girls aren't usually funny yeah or like i don't usually go for ugly girls or something you know like that (laughs) so like the goal is to like lower the self-esteem so that they like you yeah Yeah, so that you're the one to bring them up oh wait Um, when like oh god boys used to say this when you were like in year nine you oh what they say you'd be like you know the class like oh i'm not as pretty as her and they'd be like you're pretty f- to me it's like that's not a compliment exactly i know me. it's like, it's like <laughs> i know yeah exactly like you're ugly to everyone else though <laughs> but um yeah no so i just read that and i thought it was interesting i mean i do disagree because i think the the bit that she's talking about the timeline doesn't really work that like he insults her before he falls in love with her but i just kind of I, i'm just so attached to that film and i think she's such an intelligent heroine i think that's why i really like it mm-hmm. but in terms of romance i suppose it does play into the classic of like a poor woman meeting a really rich man and then her dreams and problems kind of being solved by him which could be problematic but this was written in like the 19th century so i'll throw austin a bone <laughs> <laughs> girl could dream um but i threw that in there because yeah, i am a, a big choice. fan i think i know all the words wait that is that a film well, oh. it's technically well. There, here we go, Elle. So that's the BBC version I'm that I'm committed to, which there. is literally like six hours long. And yes, I will watch all six hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the BBC extended version. But there is also the Kira Knightley film, which is okay, just not as good. Go for the original if you're going to watch. <laughs> good tip, thanks, Morse <laughs> English lit student. What is your number two, Elle? My number two. <laughs> I said number My number two. two is 13 Going on 30. Oh, see, Bloody I haven't film. seen the whole way through oh, yet. Oh, God, Morgana, it's so good. Oh, it's so Jennifer Garner, isn't it's it? It's Jennifer Garner, and I think it's good in many different ways. Mm. It shows that friendship is important. Mm. Um, she ends up falling in love with her old best friend who she never fancied at school. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Hope you've seen it. I mean, it's been out for absolutely years, Morgana. Um, and she works in a high-powered job and she betters she's betters herself when she kind of like wakes up in this state of being younger and realizes what's good in the world and what's right for her and makes better decisions about her own life and so i think it's got a little bit of feminism in there Ooh. as well as some great 
horrendous fashion but like in a great like nostalgic way of like 2007 oh. with neck scarves and oh God, it's quite yeah. extra in that way but it's a brilliant film and also there's a there's a scene where so the guy that she always fancied at school who was a bit older and cooler and drove um <laughs> she bumps into him in a taxi and he's driving it and he's like balding and she's like oh. he's like jenna jenna rink and she's like yeah and he says who he is and she's just like, this is disgusting. I can't believe I ever fancied you. Really? I was like, this is great. Because if you're an ugly kid in school and you always fancy someone, it just shows, you know, one day... Everyone's got different primes of life. Yeah, I can tell myself that. Primes of life. I think that was my yearbook quote, not my peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, but, 30 oh, Girl Oh, good choice. I will I watch it. And the Madonna st- songs. Oh, really? Good yeah. soundtrack. A good soundtrack good is soundtrack. pretty great. And pretty Michael, key, actually. a great Michael Jackson thriller dance in the middle. You really need to watch I it. Love and, films a, with and a, a lovely good dance villain. Number. I love a good villain. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, so I've seen the first few minutes. It's that girl with the weird hair, the clones. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll learn to hate her as I watch it. But you kind of love her as well. You always love the villain. I think if I was in a film, I'd have to play a villain. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we say villain, I mean, we do mean. The stereotypical blonde bitch. <laughs> no, but that's always the one you're like, why do I relate to this person so much? No, right. so it is funny. Third one. Okay, Hit third one. It. Okay, I actually love this film. She's the man. Oh, that is a good one. Before Amanda Bynes' Before breakdown. Amanda Bynes went slightly off the rails. But apparently she's I heard... On. No, I heard the reason she went off the rails is because... So the premise of She's the Man is Amanda Bynes being hilarious and she dresses up as a boy. It's actually based on the Shakespeare play Twelfth Night. Fun fact. Oh God, English lit. <sighs> okay. Um, and then, like, they're swapping and it's really funny and Channing Tatum's in it. But basically, because she's dressing up as a boy, I heard that the reason for her breakdown was that she saw herself as a boy in that film and got really self-conscious. And thought that she was really hideous. Yeah, but yeah. she's not. I was looking at it like, God, if I were a boy, I'd look like, I don't know, like a potato. <laughs> and she looks good. But it's just such a funny film. It is good. What's the name of the Nose girl? bleeds. You know, yeah. she's got the tap on her nose. <laughs> What's your favourite cheese? Mine's Gouda. <laughs> <laughs> not well yeah. point, but we'll take it. <laughs> no, but it's just a really good, feel-good, funny film. It I enjoy funny. it. It's quite a satisfying watch. Mm. And also it's quite nice because they fall in love with each other even though it's like based on friendship again it is it's based on friendship exactly exactly oh i'm seeing a recurring theme we love a friendship story mm. mm-hmm. l okay go on. my final favorite is bridesmaids oh i didn't realize we could include yes yeah, of, of course, course. Oh. no other reasons just the quotes are just out of this world um a fantastic just always film. puts me in a good mood i literally so i'm taking my friend from home Ellie to Paris on Monday actually I booked it for her 21st birthday late sorry um, and I've, Elle's got a beret in preparation I've two berets I've two berets <laughs> I'm there for two days um, and I literally was choosing between like which city to take her to and I landed on Paris because I wanted to send her the meme that is <laughs> what kind of woman takes another woman to Paris lesbian am I right oh. everybody's thinking it and I just sent her the meme and she knew instantly where we were going and I was it like, is amazing this is, this is worth the money you know so good such yeah. a good choice just great film oh it is it's iconic and also the ma- the male like lead Chris O'Dowd is not oh, yeah. like traditionally good looking but you fall for his like charm and wit yeah, and his intelligence, rather than him just being like like John Hams in it as yeah, the like fit guy that dickhead. screws her around, and 
you just fall for Chris O'Dowd and he's just a lovely guy. He and is. it's like friend female friendship again. Oh, so much. So Someday much. somebody's gonna make Thank you wanna you. turn around and say bye. <laughs> also, the bit where Helen and um Kristen Wiig's character are on the stage doing Keep Shining. Yeah. Keep, keep shining. shining. Knowing you will always be uh-huh, for sure. That's what friends are for. That's gonna be me oh, at all of my friends' weddings and trying to compete. <laughs> Dessert wine is out. I love it. That fucking cookie. All right. Okay, Morgana, introduce your first worst Ooh. rom-com film for the Galentine special. Okay, I'm just going to get straight in there with the controversy. I think... Me? Uh, me, Morgana, <laughs> thinks that The Holiday is a crap film. I also hate that film. Yes, fantastic. I'm so glad we agree on this. Because everyone loves it. And every Christmas it's like, let's put on Love Actually. Yes, amazing. Let's amazing. put on The Grinch. So Woo-hoo. good film. All of these, amazing. And then The Holiday... Oh, it's just awful. And why? Let me tell you why. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Cameron Diaz is so extra. It's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. She slides into every scene like nee, nee, nee. weird. Then they're gonna love that on the podcast. <laughs> I know. I bet that sounds good on record. Jack Black, creepy. <laughs> I know. Who wants to be seduced in Blockbuster by putting DVDs in front of your face? I mean, come on now. Kate Winslet's character boring just boring yeah jude law like him but i just think he's given bad lines he's just shortchanged i don't root for any of the characters don't root for any of the story i think the whole thing is pants and really extra and i just don't enjoy it at all yeah i don't Elle, really like it. well jasper is just a dick as well and kate wins is in love yeah. with him for literally no reason he's horrible he's <sighs> got a woman her character is such a drip she's yeah she's a drip it's like pull yourself together kate you're gorgeous you're intelligent you have a great job you have a nice co- I know. cottage Why in Surrey. Why Jack Black? I mean, come on. He'd <laughs> <laughs> wake up and be like, leave me alone. I know. God, he's so annoying. And the whole thing just... When we release this, I'm actually going to put out a poll on The Instagram. holiday. Because I am surprised that we both dislike it because I think we are generally outnumbered. I think most people love this yeah. film. They tried to put it on in the house and are yeah. shut I down. I will watch it, but I just don't enjoy it. I don't. I think I'm past the point of watching it now because it's not even. It's not even like I find it funny. I just find it irritating now. I think I gave it a few attempts, and Over no it. more. Go on, Elle, give us your worst. Okay. <laughs> You're laughing. laughing. Okay, the the worst rom com I've ever seen in my life is the Princess Switch. The princess- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. This is one. the one I was waiting to tell you. Oh my god, that's brilliant! It's so, it's so awful. So this is the Vanessa Hutchins Netflix original. It came out for Christmas. Me and my kind of literally I wasted our lives this. watching this. Her um, accent, okay, not like grating on Vanessa. You go, girl. Whatever. Live off of your High School Musical days and enjoy your life with <laughs> Austin Butler. But her English accent is just crap. I think she just has no i don't know there's just nothing there's you don't root for any of the relationships because they're just based on absolutely nothing it's like a weird mix between the princess diaries and the parent trap i know it's It's so weird and it's just so badly acted and the premise is so crap that these princesses switch and that 
and then they both fall in love with the other one's partner and yeah. it's just the most cliche thing I've ever seen. It's just awful. It is just awful in every way and it ends with this baking contest. Oh God, and that's the cakes so weird. aren't even cakes. The cakes I'm telling you, wooden. I guarantee they are made of wood or cardboard. Yeah, they're like, not even they're, they're not cakes. And also their cakes obviously, sorry, spoiler if you're gonna bother watching it, obviously her cake wins, as in Vanessa Hudgens. But the other cakes looked way better. I know. So the other cakes were like silly. circles that were held up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that film was. You know when you watch a film and you get a few minutes in and you're like, I think I think this is like wasting a few minutes. Like life. Actually wasting life. So we want to help you not waste your life. Don't watch it. Yeah. Or watch it for some honest comedy entertainment because you're laughing so much at how bad it is. Yeah. Okay. Good choice. Your Good choice, Sal. My worst? second worst. Oh, okay. I've gone for another controversial. Mm-hmm. I've gone for When Harry Met Sally. Okay. I've only seen it once. So have I. That was quite <laughs> that enough. Was enough. That was enough. I just think it's one of those films that's trying so hard to be unconventional that it just misses the mark and I don't really root for either of them. Mm-hmm. Because they're like friends to start with, and I think everyone just loves it for that scene when she's like making sex noises or whatever. She's and... true, yeah, that is a good scene because she's like proving that men don't know how to not don't know how to, but like women fake it. Yeah, and men think that they're like really amazing human beings for like making a girl come all the time, and obviously that doesn't happen. No, okay, I'll give it that. That but, scene um, is good. I'm not gonna watch the whole film for that because I found the rest of it really boring, and I just yeah didn't really like him, didn't really like her, didn't really root for the relationship. I've gone for another classic. I'm just shooting down all the classics You're here. Just ruining lives. Here. I know. Lily's gonna be upset. That's the one rom com she likes. Does she? Yeah. That's why we watched it because she oh. was like, "Oh, this film's really great." And do you remember we all watched it? And we were including all... Jez, our old housemate, who just was. I'm I think his quote so was something like, "This is the most abominable dross I've ever seen." <laughs> something like that. Um. Yeah. So Lily doesn't like is our housemate. She doesn't like any kind of thing that's mainstream. Film. Yeah, she'll only watch documentaries. Um. <laughs> And she likes Harry Met Sally, but kind of does not. So yep, they won't be no. watching films together anytime soon. Yep, I'm not a fan. Elle, what's your next one? Okay, my next one is... It's Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm not sure I've seen that. And or New Year's Eve. They're essentially the same film. That is true. And you know what I just hate? All star casts. They don't make a film Love good. actually works. Exception. Wait. Yes, that is an all-star cast. It's literally every British actor ever. But were some of them that famous when they first did it? Yeah. Were they? Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, Rowan Atkinson, Liam Neeson, everyone who's in that film. Um, Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) True, okay. Well, maybe it's because it's American. It's just very forced. Mm. The all-star cast in Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, like... Leah Michelle and Ashton Kutcher get together after hating each other. Again, same. Why is he always in films where people hate him? Yeah, well, I'm thinking, like, well, no strings attached. They, oh, they beat each other up a bit. That's actually my third. Sorry to ruin that. Oh, wait, hold up. We'll we'll, we'll discuss that in a second. So anyway, an all-star cast is just a forced way of making money. Most of the time with these films, especially New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day, and I just think they're crap. They're just, you you don't see enough of each, because there's so many different relationships. That was, it is too big. Yeah, it's not well-crafted. You actually do see the different relationships, but in these films these other ones you don't see them and you just can't root for them and so they're just crap and like they had like taylor swift in it yeah she's not an actress she's a singer 
And it should stay that way, clearly. Oh, really? Did <laughs> you didn't enjoy that cameo? Film. Well, that's when she was da- dating Taylor... No, Lautner? Lautner? Lautner, yeah. Yeah. So they had a Taylor and Taylor romance yeah, scene, didn't they? Yeah, it was they? stupid. Oh. I'm over it, sorry, guys. To ruin it on Valentine's Day, but <laughs> I don't like Valentine's Day. The film. The um, film, just to clarify. Tell us your third. Okay, well, this one is something Elle Picton forced us to watch. <laughs> <laughs> when was this in second year? Um... So it's called She's All That. <laughs> it's got Freddie Prince Jr. in Freddie it. Freddie Prince Jr. And I just remember really disliking it. It was another <laughs> waste of your life. I'm going to defend this. Okay, well, go on then. How can you root for that heroine? She never smiles. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. She, I don't think she even likes him by the end. It seems... <laughs> The hair- <laughs> Go on, Al, give me do your you, defence. Do you remember that scene where he goes along to do the slam poetry? Oh, God, yeah. And he does it with a beanbag, and he's like, Negu, Jinga. Like, and it just makes no sense. Okay, I just is- don't think the whole film makes sense. <laughs> but- Anything like, like that, it's like forced. It's like trying to get laughs, and it didn't. It's my guilty pleasure just because I love a makeover scene. You should be guilty. I am guilty. <laughs> like, in Princess Diaries, the makeover oh, scene... Oh, I love that. I was thinking about... I watched Princess Diaries 2 the other day. Amazing. But yeah, and She's All That has a great... And the song is great in... Um, what is it called? She's All That. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you keep saying, like, with all my least favourite films, you're like, oh, it has one really good scene in and I'm just like, look, <laughs> it's not enough. It's Fine, not enough for me to... slag. She's All That, but it's got... Freddie Prince Jr. in it, and well, next time you watch it, it'll be on your lonesome because oh, I will not you. be joining you. I might actually, you might have triggered me to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> well, it is Galen Need some good trash. It's good trash. Watch it if you haven't. Um, I'll stick with the. I'd say it's trash, but we'll leave that to the viewer. <laughs> Give us your final word. Yeah, so it got a little mentioned by Morgs earlier. Oh yeah, I'm intrigued. It is no by strings this. attached. Ooh, because I've actually seen this one. Yeah, I have watched it like four times, and every time I think, "Will I enjoy this?" and I just don't. Interesting. Do talk. Do tell me more. Okay, um, I just find both of them really irritating in it, and I can't buy into their relationship. Well, like they're not their friendship, not their relationship. Yeah. I just, okay. I'm just not feeling. I've not really got any justification. Just not feeling. I can see where you're coming from on that one actually yeah. I feel like neither of them really want it like his love for her kind of comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and she's constantly like <laughs> repelling him but I can't tell if she underlying likes him she's all like the, irritated the whole time. by him the whole she's, time yeah and, that's... and then suddenly I think it was just classic like they get jealous of each other yeah. with other people and they're like oh we might as well be together and it's again it's I that just, promoting yeah. the idea of like passion like oh we hate each other so much but the love is so good like exactly and i just think that's weird i think that's unhealthy i think when films promote like this spark and this passion more than we just get along and can have good chats and good conversations yeah. and like doing things together like that's so unrealistic mm-hmm. i shouldn't want to slap my boyfriend every time i see him yeah I think, but I that's don't passionate think that's... love, Morgana, is it? No. Oh, no, it's not. It's, not. it's called hatred. And it, there are different words for it. Strange. Ooh, oh, I really enjoyed that little analysis. Little chat. Let us know um, yeah. whether you agree or disagree with us. Yeah. I'm going to do the poll, so go to my Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to be curious vote what on people the holiday. Say. <laughs> <laughs> do you love or do you hate? <laughs> Okay, and it's time for my personally favourite segment. What have you been consuming this week? 
Um, Very exciting. Let's get started on yeah. the food. The food. Critical L. What is the fav- your favourite thing that you have consumed this week? So it was my three-year anniversary with my boyfriend, Ben. Woot, woot, made it three years. Yes. Um, and on Saturday... No, Sunday... We had a Chinese, and I was waiting for it for so long. I've been craving... Three weeks, I think it was. (laughs) Three weeks, I had been craving a Chinese, and we ordered, and it was spectacular. My parents very kindly, like, gifted us some money towards it. Um, Talk us through. So we went all out. So for me, just me, Ben ordered whatever he wanted. I got... Yes. (laughs) Ten mini vegetable spring rolls. Oh, delish. Fantastic. I had egg fried rice, vegetable chow mein... Mm-hmm. satay tofu oh, which is so delicious good. so good and sweet and sour tofu and Com- so I had like on one side the sweet and sour tofu then the two types of carbs in the middle so the yeah. noodles and the rice and then the other side the satay can we actually please do this oh yeah it was really whereabouts cool. was the place is this it is in King's Heath I think I just saw oh. it online it was so good and it came really quick oh fantastic even so, better yeah. what about you well, mine was uh, this weekend also. So I, for my climbing club, it was our annual dinner trip to North Wales. And that meant uh, we went to a hotel for a three-course meal. And, oh, it was so good. Technically four courses for me, actually. So I'll talk you through. So the starter... <laughs> Let me talk you through. The starter was a soup. Oh, so good. I don't really know what was in it, to be honest. Carrot, broccoli, various vegetables, but it was really nice. And then it came with bread, but the bread was like a tomato and herby roll Ooh, that was yum. really warm. Yeah, no, it was really good. And then the main was like a vegetable risotto. Oh my god, I can never say risotto without a Welsh accent. Um, Why? I don't know. I think it must be a Gavin and Stacey quote or something. But um, and then that was served with like extra vegetables on the side. That was really good. And then pudding was apple crumble with Ooh. coconut rum custard. Love my crumble crumble which is my absolute favourite dessert of all time. And the reason I had four courses, dear listeners, <laughs> was because at this point in the meal, um, we're all quite bevved. We're all a little bit intoxicated and everyone's kind of moving around, swapping tables and things. And so I just kind of said to the waiter, um, oh, by the way, like, if you've got any spare food, like, I'll, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll happily eat it. Don't even worry. Like, you can send it my way which I'm always thinking, but I don't usually say unless I've actually had a few drinks. But anyway, lo and behold, they bring out more puddings. So they brought out several and I was like, oh, I'll have the crumble, I'll have the crumble. So I had two crumbles, which was absolutely fantastic because they had this spare food. Money's worth. Or what I thought was spare food. Because the next morning on the trip, I was, you know bragging about my food triumph. <gasps> oh my god, are you actually going to tell me this? <laughs> and then um I was just like, yeah, and then they brought out all these free desserts and my table had like seconds. And the guy I was talking to was like, I never got my dessert. <laughs> and I was literally like, I actually feel absolutely no regret, but that's too bad. I had two I had two amazing crumbles. Oh, bless so yeah, that was the best thing I could see this week. Listening. Oh, I know. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll send it to him. Sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone. It wasn't the only one to have a second pudding, but God, it was good. Um, great. Well, the food sounds good for this week. Tell us what you've been consuming otherwise. Ooh, okay, Elle. So, as always, I've listened to a few podcasts this week. Yeah. On our favourite Awards Chatter podcast, I listened to the interview with Robert Pattinson. Okay, is that new or else? Um, I don't know, it's a little while back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to scroll too far. It's interesting. His English accent's got a distinct American twang now. Oh, like, like he's got that. like a bit of a hybrid accent. Billy yeah. Bobby Brown has that and it freaks me yeah. out. Yeah. 
But um, no, it was an interesting interview. Obviously, I found the parts where he talked about Twilight the most interesting. Because I think, obviously, everyone thinks that he hates Twilight and he hated the whole experience and kind of wanted out. And I think that's what the interviewer was kind of hinting out. Yeah, but he was kind of like, no, you know what? I'm an actor and it was a job. And I don't regret the experience because I learned so much. He didn't didn't hate it and he didn't regret it. Mm. I think he just thinks that the film, like the premise is weird. That, oh, can we do a Twilight episode at some point soon? Yeah, I just can. want to analyse it. Yeah, but yeah, it is we a weird did, premise. Just a note, guys. We watched, we marathon watched Twilight <laughs> series before Christmas, and it was. Incredible. I think it needs a deep analysis. That will be a further episode. Please stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really interesting, and it was interesting because when talking about the fans, you kind of picture people like our age, kind of younger, like eighteen-year-olds or something. And he was like, "No, no, no. The scary fans are like the Twy mums, who are literally what? aged like." he said quite a wide bracket he said like between like 28 and 60 or something Twi mums yeah 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 and they're the ones who get really obsessed like they're the ones who read Twilight and just really like tapped into it really connected with it and they're the ones who were really kind of psycho but yeah it was quite interesting Um, so I listened to that which I really enjoyed also continuing with the David Tennant podcast um, the one with Jodie Whittaker was brilliant oh yeah absolutely brilliant just like yeah yeah, it was mm-hmm. just such a joy and to both listen Dr. to. News. Exactly, and that's oh. all they. And they're clearly such good friends. They were just bouncing off each other. She is so sound. She's just really funny, mm. and she's got the strongest Yorkshire accent ever. I just love listening to her talk. So that was a real pleasure to listen to. Also, one of our old favourites, Get It Off Your Breast, the podcast is back. Woo. Yeah, with Paloma. Well, yes, with Paloma Faith, which was a really good episode to get this season rolling with i'm so glad we've got one more week of those it's been ages it's been on a break for such a long time really i kept refreshing and then it came up the other day and i messaged yeah you like, oh my god yeah, it's, back. it's back yeah yeah so that is a really good podcast do you know what i really liked on that one again just because i think it confirms like my relationship or whatever <laughs> so paloma was saying the thing that she wanted to get off her breast was like when people put up so many pictures of them and their partners and put like couple girls like living the most incredible life like blah 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 and then Emma Gannon made a really cool point, which was like, oh, apparently those who put up more selfies with their partners are like the most likely to break up. And I was like, ooh, me and Ben haven't had a photo <laughs> up in a good old while. Maybe we'll be together oh, forever. <laughs> that is interesting. Oh, yeah, and I suppose that, I mean, not to bring everything back to Love Island, but that is what a lot of the Love Island couples yeah. who are now not together True. did. True. But then I suppose we've talked about this. That's like their whole the whole money making yeah yeah. the whole brand thing any more any more for um that's kind of it for podcasts although i will say um the other night me and the flat were watching matilda it was on tv and oh my god i don't know how naive i was when i watched it when i was younger but um i am pretty sure that miss trunchbull killed her brother (laughs) in order to get a house she is a murderer and i did i totally did not clock this because matilda and miss honey are like i don't think magnus committed suicide and then yeah she she killed her own brother for a house oh wait do you remember that scene but yeah and then she gets haunted by this painting oh my god it's so dark but obviously amazing i was just watching it for the pancake scene you know i love that scene we'll have to put that on in pancake day oh so good oh which is coming soon soon maybe we'll do a pancake day special favorite toppings oh oh, i already know the answer to that and l what have you been consuming this week my list is a little bit longer than yours sorry i've just got ample time honestly doing a history degree means you've just got (laughs) all this time um so i have i listened to get off your breasts 
I listen to the Daily podcast. Oh, I don't know. It's this. like a New York Times kind of spin-off. Um, mm. and it's I think there's one every day, the Daily. Okay. And it talks about like <laughs> an issue in America or something in the news. And I listened to the episode from I think a few days ago. And it was on um, abortion rights and Chief Justice Roberts in, I think, Louisiana. And it was so interesting. I would urge everyone to go listen yeah, to it. Yeah, I'll listen to that. He sort of talks about um, the differences in the Supreme Court and, like, partisanship. So, basically, a usually Republican judge has sided with Democrats to prevent abortion rights from being diminished in Louisiana, I think, Louisiana. Oh. Um, which is sort of like Jodie Peacock's Sparks of Life, yeah. the book... Um, topic wise but it was just so interesting and they could sort of like tear apart like why that might be and essentially he's doing it to like well they think to respect the like the idea of the court being not to do with parties so he's saying look on this one i care more about like the court doing the right thing than i do about my personal beliefs about abortion rights yeah would recommend to listen it's quite short all the daily ones are like 20 to 25 minutes oh okay good that's so it's like a good one if you're walking onto campus um then i also listened to beyond today um the amazon blackmail episode which is so interesting my sort of like juicy gossip i thought i was being really intellectual (laughs) i was like oh amazon blackmail like amazon it's gonna be really techie it was literally them discussing like his affair oh fantastic do you know anything i know nothing please tell me okay so the amazon ceo founder etc is called jeff Jeff bezos 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 yeah and he's the richest man in the world um like billions like mad money um and essentially he has just had an affair with a family friend and him and his wife of like 30 years of breaking up she helps found the company if they divorce and they have 50 50 split she will become the richest woman in the world wow just from that wow but she has had a lot seemingly it says on this podcast she's had a lot to do with the company and it's beginning she used to bookkeep it she helped set it up so i think she probably does deserve half of it yeah 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 um regardless of like whatever their prenup or even if they have a prenup so it just discusses this and it's just so intriguing because essentially he self-outed himself about having an affair why is he gonna stay with this other woman with this family know. friend i don't know but he published text messages what? between them and they and he apparently he's like the most boring man in the world like really like <laughs> classic turkey oh, and really he's done all this said all this saucy stuff and yeah it's just really interesting wow. go and listen if you love a bit of juice um so those are my podcasts i have also been reading feminists don't wear pink oh the book fantastic of essays i'd guess put together by scarlett curtis um and that's just been great read a couple of those before bed each night just kind of to wind down go and get yourself a copy it's a brilliant book watching i started good girls a week ago i finished good girls you're five days so ago. good at consuming i need to pick up the pace you say so good but it really just means good at procrastinating but good girls is fantastic go and watch it it's on netflix um really funny bit stressful at points but good oh. yeah it's about women who are in a heist a money heist oh okay and yeah everything goes wrong but everything goes right and they get involved with a gang but they're just like housewife women it's really great I also watched. Oh, I'm nearly done, actually. Thank God, else stop talking. What? No. The the Netflix documentary, the two killings of Sam Cook. So Sam Cook is um a 1950s 60s African American singer. Like they call him like 
the king of soul basically modern soul um and you'll know the songs like a change is gonna come or like cupid you know amy winehouse's version like cupid draw back your bones oh yeah 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 that one and darling you yeah that one great songs so i was like oh love a bit of sam cook let's watch this and it was just so interesting it was only an hour and a half but it covers such a range of things it talks about music and how he obviously like built up his career how that was related to the civil rights movement and um performing shows in the deep south and um kind of like how he ended up like refusing to perform to segregated audiences um talks about male friendships so he was really close with um muhammad ali before he was like super famous they had a really great friendship that kind of like dispelled ideas of toxic masculinity because they like you know got on on as as friends and like showed like love towards each other um talks about black power movement and how sam cook was sort of like starting to get involved with that and how he wanted to move his music away a bit like nina simone like from pop and the mainstream and white audiences to like fighting for like the rights of um african americans and just like a really interesting point that's relevant to all of this but you know like there's always a discussion about um african americans women's hair but they talk about um african american male hair in this and how sam cook so all the african american men who were singers in the 1950s and 60s used to have their hair like relaxed sort of and like shaped to be more like straight and less kinky and then Sam Cooke was like, no, I'm going to embrace my natural hair. And so he started wearing his hair naturally as an Afro. And then suddenly overnight, like, well, the guy says on it, overnight, all these African-American artists were like, that's cool, we're going to do that. So, like, he started oh, a hair movement for men. Yeah. And, like, that inspired Michael Jackson's hair because he was a child growing up watching oh. Sam Cooke. So it's really good documentary yeah. for the music, for the history, for the conspiracy about how Sam Cooke died. That's all really interesting. Definitely. Ooh, sounds like juicy. That. Yeah. So I think that brings us to a close of the Galentine's special. special. Thank you for listening to Fajitas tonight, and we will see you next week. We will. Bye.